Welcome to episode 159 of Coffee Pods and Wads. As always, this episode is sponsored by Rain Body Fields, the ultimate fitness focus trained to support your performance, and also sponsored by The Hybrid Academy, who are offering you a discount on their website, thehybridacademy.store, if you use the code PODS10. Uh, you can head to their Instagram or their website to see for yourself why I just won't stop telling people about how good their clothes are. Uh, BurrBoxCoachDevelopment.com will help develop a coach in a personal sense through self-discovery while learning academically about the psychological side of coaching, and you can use the code PODS for 20% off that. That's BurrBoxCoachDevelopment.com because I feel like I sound like a washing machine saying that the first time. Uh, today's guest is Griffin Schaefer from Chalk Llamas, uh, a meme page dedicated to helping us find the humour in the worst moments of workouts. Uh, we talk about how he met his wife, creating memes, the pressure of posting, and how sliding into DMs got him a gig with CrossFit. Enjoy, listen, share, and tag. Uh, thanks for being for doing this, first of all. Um, I appreciate you taking the time out. Um, we had some back and forth over uh, timing because I'm an idiot. And I was like, oh, why don't we go for this time? And you were like, okay. And then yeah, an hour later, you said 6 p.m. I'm like, man, that sounds pretty late for him, but maybe he's just, maybe that's <laughs> that just how he happen. is. So I was sure, yeah. Yeah, then I was like, "Yeah, that's one a.m. I'm not doing that." <laughs> um, yeah, that's that's my my biggest pitfall with scheduling meetings. I have two. One is I run out of episodes, panic, and schedule like way too many in a short. Like I end up with like twenty episodes in the bank when there's no need for it. And then my other pitfall is where I just can't add or subtract five or six from my current time and then yeah. i'm like wait what time is that i'm actually recording with someone in europe like on friday and the person that's setting it up was like oh we do like 8 a.m cet and i was like the fuck is cet yeah I was right like, i know like pst esd oh god and then i was like googling it and i was like wait, it says CET is 12 o'clock, but it's 11 o'clock here. I was like, are they a day ahead of me? I was like, couldn't be. <laughs> and then I realized it was like Central Europe time. I was like, oh, okay. That's like French. That's fine. I can work that out. Uh, yeah. Yeah. That, that's a lot, lot easier to deal with. And then uh, we're Central Standard Time in America. So it always gets really confusing around daylight savings because some yeah. do, some don't. Yeah. Like, yeah. No, that's, that's, I remember, is it like, it's October, I think it changes, isn't it? In March. And I remember the last time just, it was a nightmare. Like there was so many emails back and forth of like, you do know that we don't change our clocks, but you do change your clocks. So it's not five, it's four. And oh, oh my God. Yeah. Yeah. So I, I used, I've been working remotely for a very long time and all of our conference calls are via zoom. And it was always like that because we have people in Arizona that they don't observe daylight savings time. So nothing changes for them, but for everyone else, it does. It threw everything out of whack. We're just constantly missing meetings, shit like that. But and is that like a governor or like like local government just says, nah, we're not? Pretty much. That. Pretty much. Yeah. I mean, it's state by state. Like they're just like, yeah, you know what? We don't really feel like doing it. And they're like, okay, cool. Uh, maybe next year or something. I don't know. Yeah. It's, <laughs> it's, yeah. Hopefully they'll just get rid of it at some point. But yeah, I think there was talks. There, uh, oh, I'm definitely going to get this wrong. But I think the European Union said, do you know what? Fuck it from now on. Let's just forget about it. We're going to, yeah. I actually think it's this coming year in either in October now when it's supposed to go spring forward, fall back, when it's supposed to go back. Yeah. 
we're not going back or else next spring when we're supposed to come forward again, we're not going for it. Something's happening. But then Brexit fucked everything up because they were <laughs> now it's like, well, no, I've heard if- that's going real. I've heard that's going real smooth. Everything's yeah. nothing's wrong. But then they were like, well, what if we, what if they don't change, but everyone else does, or they do change and no one else does. And then we're like, so say I'm in Ireland. So we have Belfast, which technically would follow like the British, whatever they decide to do, Belfast mm-hmm. has to follow. So it's like, you could have Belfast, and directing beneath it, Dublin, in the same line of like longitude and latitude, but with a different time zone. <laughs> <laughs> that, that would be that would be wild. Um, what, have you got a job then, like a normal job? Uh, so right now, I am just doing the contract work with the CrossFit Games. Um, okay. But prior to that, I worked for some different marketing agencies full time. But when the pandemic hit. Um, the, the company that I worked for, for eight years, they had to just cancel our program. Um, so all of us got laid off. I think there was about, yeah, it was about 30 or 40 of us all just on a dime, just got laid off. And, uh, so then started like just seeing what I liked to do and, and figured out that, you know, marketing is boring as hell. And so maybe I should, maybe I should look and do something more that I like that I want to do. So that's when I started pursuing pretty aggressively trying to get to working for CrossFit, making content, things like that. And is, yeah. Okay. Well, we get on, we'll get on to your, your CrossFit official CrossFit stuff, I suppose. Um, do you, uh, you've an, an accent that I'm trying to place. And the only way I can place it is to say it's vaguely similar to like Matthew, how Matthew McConaughey talks. <laughs> So yeah, you're, you're not wrong. Um, so Matthew McConaughey is from Texas and I am from Oklahoma and okay. Oklahoma is literally right above Texas. Okay. So we share a lot of similarities. We say things like y'all, um, the accent comes out a little bit as we start, especially as we talk, start talking faster. Um, so yeah, but I'm an, I'm an Okie, Oklahoman, uh, went to the university of Oklahoma, uh, much better than Texas by the way. So just don't what are the that. cities in Oklahoma. Tulsa is that in Oklahoma. Yep. Tulsa and Oklahoma city is about it. That's okay. you got, you got two. Yeah. <laughs> I'm pretty sure I got that information came from friends. Uh, coffee scene in Oklahoma. What's, what's, what's the vibe like? Is it, is it happening or is it like all, uh, Starbucks and stuff? No, no, it's, it's, it's actually pretty good. Like, uh, in Oklahoma city, we have some areas where, um, there are some really awesome coffee shops, especially in this place in like Midtown, the Midtown area of Oklahoma City. Mm. Um, there's my favorite place is called Coffee Slingers, which is it's cool. You know, they do like pour overs on certain days mm. and they'll do classes. And it's just a very, I don't know, it's a very cool coffee shop, but it also they give you a lot of different options. So it's not just, hey, here's your here's a basic coffee be on your way. Um, and the, the baristas, they are really cool. So they're nice and they'll talk to you and mm. say, Oh yeah, no, you like this flavor. Okay. Well, I, here we go. Let's go with this one. Um, so yeah, no, it, I'm not saying we're the best by any means. Cause we, we aren't, but, uh, Oklahoma's got some decent coffee. Yeah. I recently, like I, I was always very, um, snobby is the wrong word, but I always had a kind of a thing about Starbucks and stuff. And then I was talking to someone recently and he was like educating me on loads of stuff, including coffee. And he was like, you know, we'd be fucked if, if it wasn't for Starbucks, like because Starbucks, like they're the ones that do all the experiments and they're the ones that have all the money to invest in like yeah. education and stuff. And he was like, you know, do you think like 
a small roaster in, I don't know, outside Tulsa is going to have the money to go down to Brazil and educate the farmers on what to do and whatever. He was like, Starbucks is a necessary, <laughs> it sounds <laughs> hard saying necessary evil, but like I know. a necessary thing. And it's like the coffee industry has owes a lot to it. Um, yeah. I mean, I can't talk shit. I, I, I go to Starbucks. I, I'm, I'm not ashamed to stay at all. I don't care. Like my, my first coffee was a Starbucks. Say what? My first coffee was a Starbucks. It was a yeah. cookies and cream frappuccino. And I'd say, oh, yeah, the real like 3%, 3% caffeine, 97% sugar. Pretty much as a dessert. Yeah. 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 That's, it's a <laughs> like gateway, that. a gateway drug. Exactly. Um, I like hearing then about guests' uh, coffee memories. So, like maybe somewhere they were, someone they were with, or where coffee was like on the periphery. Um, I'm guessing as someone who works with like companies and meetings and all that kind of stuff, that coffee is where a lot of work gets done, I guess. Um, I, I guess because my thing is I've worked remotely for so long. Oh, yeah, um, I, I haven't worked in an office, uh, but I will say this. I've got I've kind of got one better. Um, I met my first date with my wife was in a coffee shop. Hmm. So we uh we met was that, on was the, it like a blind date or was it <laughs> no we met on the glorious app of tinder um okay. <laughs> and uh both of us kinda, yeah yeah we both, we both downloaded the app i guess and both kind of thought it was a joke and then we matched i'm like all right so i invited her like hey let's go to coffee that's that's very it's a good place to just we can both meet there if we don't like each other it's one cup of coffee and get the hell out but we ended up sitting there for about two, two and a half hours just talking. And she, oh, and, and she didn't even like coffee at the time. She told me that much later in our relationship that she only did it because- uh, It was I all based her. on a lie. Yeah, yeah, exactly, right? <laughs> That's when I trust you. Um, but yeah, no, so it was cool. So we, we've, I've been going there. We've been going there ever since. It's our favorite place now. That's cool. That's really cool. And how long have you, uh, you're married now, aren't you? Yes, yes, how, been married. How long ago was that first date? Oh man, when was that? I was 20, like 2013, I want to say. Wow, okay. Yeah, I want to say it was sometime or I think it was October 6th, 2013. That's what it was. Wow, that's that got specific very quickly. That well, was like she, vague, she vague on the year and then specific on the date. She makes it a point to remind me. That's why it clicked in my head because it's it, okay. it, she's always like, Yeah, our first date, October 6th. And I'm like, okay. Yeah, okay. Uh, so. I better, I, I guess I better remember. I'm not very good at remembering that stuff in general. So yeah, no, that's good. That's good. I got, um, I got, a. I don't know what you call it in America. Do you call it a clamp? You know, when you're, you get like a, a shoe on your uh, car wheel. Is that what you call it? A shoe? A boot. A boot. Yes. Yeah. The boot. I knew it was something on your foot. Um, yeah, I got a boot on my wheel on my first date with my wife, now wife. And afterwards, while I realized I had gotten clamped, that was the time that I realized she didn't know it was a date, that it was just, we were just like going to see a film together and I thought it was a date. And then it was as I, as I realized I was clamped and she was like, well, sure, I'm going to shoot off. Uh, sure. Text me that, you know, let me know how you get on with this clamp. I was like, okay, this obviously isn't a date because she's not sticking around. <laughs> she's like, just going, well, I've got my bike, so fuck you. And she was heading home. <laughs> um yeah so yeah they it worked out out, though yeah that's it um do you listen to a lot of podcasts not a a ton occasionally i'll i'll jump on and try to try to catch some um 
but I'm, I'm not a major, I wouldn't say I'm a big podcast guy. No. Are you, do you like, is it a specific person you'd look for as in like, I don't know if Ben Stiller did one or something, you'd be searching that like the specific name to find an interview rather than a show that you return to then. Yeah. I, th- I think most of the time it's, it's either a recommendation from a friend or something that really interests me. Um, like they'll, they'll, they'll toss on, I mean, I mean the, the cliche kind of uh, the one that everyone kind of goes to, but I mean, Joe Rogan, you know, does his and um, but like when Matt Fraser was on yeah. Joe Rogan's podcast, of course I was like, it, the, as soon as that popped up, I'm like, perfect. I want to watch this. I want to see this. Mm. Um, yeah. A lot of times it just depends if it's, if it's something interesting or something that a friend's like, no, you must check this out. You have to, I'm like, all right, all right, I'll, I'll check it out. But yeah, I just, I'm kind of random with that shit. I, I don't really care as long as it's interesting. Like I can go from a world war two, you know, historical discussion podcast to a sports, you know, Michael Jordan discussion. Like, I don't care. I'm all over the gamut really. Yeah. You'd like, um, stuff you should know is a good one. Um, I listened to that. I was at home and I'm going to sleep. Um, sometimes to my detriment because they'd be talking so they just talk about random like there was one a couple of weeks ago that was like how james bond works and it just went through the whole history of james bond and then the yeah. one of like how uh what was it? there was one about y2k and basically how it actually was a oh. thing and that it was solved and that's why everyone was like oh that was all bullshit and it was like well, actually, <laughs> they, were, they were kind of working on it since the 80s to fix it yeah um, yeah exa- exactly i was like no it's it's all lie yeah, yeah yeah well i remember i remember y2k we we yeah, my dad's like, I'm not sure what's going to happen, but let's fill up these giant drums full of water just in case. I'm like, all right. The computers right. rise up. Yeah, yeah. We can throw water on them. Yeah, we got water. You know, we're good. Yeah. We got some water. Um, how do you find being interviewed then? Because I noticed you, you've done, this is like your third or fourth podcast, is it? It is, but so prior to this, I was a television journalist. So I was a reporter and an anchor on TV. So I've done a lot of time in front of cameras, carrying cameras around, shooting video. Um, I went to school. That was my degree was broadcast journalism at OU. And so was did this, a lot what, of sport. What, what, uh, was this like cable TV or how does it, who? Yeah. Like um, so at, at the university, right? yeah, at, at OU, at the university, we had our own TV station. And so I hosted a sports show and did the nightly news there. And it was very local. Um, but then I actually worked for ESPN for a little bit. Oh. Um, I was more on the production side, but I did do some on-camera work for like calling play-by-play for college basketball games, you know, but like low-level college basketball <laughs> games. Um, but yeah, just just stuff like that. Uh, whatever I could get my hands on because I loved just talking and being on TV. And then I, so you, you have, um, there's a YouTube channel as well, which seems to have kind of like, dried up a little bit is that just like because of just i guess other stuff that has come to the fore and is more important and then you talking the camera has kind of drifted down the priorities a bit yeah a little bit of both of that and then also the the amount of time that it takes to create one youtube video versus the amount of time that it takes to create you know 10 memes Uh, i mean i can make i can make really funny memes and and meme videos and all this kinds of crazy stuff and that takes far less time than a YouTube video does for sitting there and editing it, coming up with the ideas. And I felt like in the space where there's YouTube, there are, there are just guys that are so much more talented than me, like uh, Vakey. I don't know if you you follow him. Yeah, he's but, been on. Yeah. Uh, okay, so he's one of my favorite right now. And obviously, you know, guys like Craig Ritchie. Mm-hmm. Um, 
I watch their videos all the time and they're just, they're so good at what they do and they're so engaging. And my videos compared to theirs just weren't really living up to that. So I thought, you know what, what I, what I, what I feel like I am good at is making these little short bite-sized things for Instagram and Facebook. So I was like, I'll just, I'll just go heavier into that see how that goes. And how did you get into say, I assume you trained CrossFit first and then we're like, um, cause it's like, there's like a remarkable kind of shared misery in CrossFit where everyone does oh, yeah. the same thing or a version of the same thing. And then everyone has, I assume at some point past comment to a friend or someone about like, this is fucking bullshit. Um, yeah. so then at what point, I suppose, like, when did you start training CrossFit? And then at what point did those comments to your friend or, you know, whoever was training with you become like, oh, I, I could find a funny picture to go with that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I started training CrossFit in 2011. I was working at ESPN and one of the other employees there, I think their their spouse opened a, a CrossFit gym and they were like, you need to come try this. And I'm, I was like, hell no, you know, I'm not doing that, that CrossFit thing. And I went and tried it like one class. And I remember just getting absolutely destroyed. Um, and there was this, there was this like teenage girl doing double unders over by herself in the corner, like training. And I'm like, what the hell is, how is she making it go around twice? And she's, cause I've never, I'd never seen the double under. And I'm yeah. like, okay, this is cool. This, all the shit you guys are doing is cool. Um, so that's when I got kind of hooked. And then I moved back to, I was in North Carolina at the time, moved back to Oklahoma and was like, all right, I've got a CrossFit. I've got to find a way. So I joined my current gym, CrossFit 405 here in Oklahoma City um, in 2013. And then, I don't know. Yeah, like you said, it was just, I was, I was looking. I, I was like, yeah, I mean, this shit's funny. Someone should make fun of it. And there were already a couple of people doing that. Um, make Watts Great Again being, you know, the top guy, John. And, and I saw him and then uh, Fluffy Duck. I don't know if you've met Josh, but he was also well, yeah. extremely funny guy. And I saw their pages and uh, I was like, okay, well, there's, there's not much else. I, I've got a different style of humor than them. Let me just jump in here and see if I can make some funny stuff. And uh, I just tried to be myself, really. Just what, what my friends would say at the gym and they say something, I'd be like, ooh. And I'd get on my phone and type it in and be like, that's a good meme for later. I'll figure it out later. <laughs> Can you remember your first meme? Like the first one that you posted? Oh man, that's a good, I did the first one that I can remember. I, I know it wasn't my first one overall, but the first one that I can remember, it was, um, you know, those wacky waving inflatable <laughs> things. Yeah. Well, yeah. it would like, it was like tied to a pole and it looked like it was just shaking its butt back and forth. And I had put music or it had music to it, like a hip hop song. Yeah. And I was just saying like, people during class when the music comes on or something yeah, like yeah. that. I remember something like, cause my wife also, I got her into CrossFit and, uh, but any, you know, randomly through the workout, she'll just start dancing. And I'm like, no, focus on the workout. And she's like, no, it's, I'm going to dance. And uh, I think something, something like that. Although I know there were other ones before that. And then like, do you, so you know the way when people post, um, what would be, so say like MySpace, if you find your old MySpace page and you're like scrolling through, you're like, oh my Jesus, what was I thinking? Like, how did I think that was funny? Or like, who gives a shit what I thought about that drink yeah. I tried or whatever? Uh, is there an aspect of that with your page? Like, do you ever go back and be like, oh my God, like, how did I think that was funny? And like, you know, like uh, prune it a bit, I guess. Yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah. There's a bunch. I, I, I never delete any of them. I leave them all up there um, because it, it helps me go back and say, okay, 
number one, it's great statistical data when a meme gets you know, 20 likes and you're going, oh God, that's terrible. Uh, <laughs> um, but yeah, it, it is nice to see like how it's, how I've evolved. I, how even simple things, cause I like, I'm a very aesthetic person. I like things to be, I like them to fit perfectly in the frame. And I like the text to be, it has to be right in the center. No misspellings. If oh, I'll delete a meme, if I have a, have a grammar or punctuation error, um, Everything needs to be perfect. And that's what I try to do with all of them is, is just go a little bit above and beyond to find an HD clip, you know, don't just post the, a grainy photo if possible. Yeah. Um, so yeah, that definitely that has transitioned over time. And I found better ways of doing things that have led to, I th- hopefully, I think better engagement through people in the community. Can you remember then like, uh, say um, uh, a post you made or, maybe a series of posts or whatever, where it was growing bigger than you thought, like it was there a watershed moment kind of. Yeah. Yeah. There was one post and I, I will for the, till the day I die, I'll remember it was, uh, I made a post and I, I cut out the heads of uh, Patrick Valner and Brent Fikowski. Yeah. And I put their heads on that stepbrothers movie clip of, did we just become best friends? Yeah. Yep. You want to do karate in the garage and then showing them do karate in the garage and they both shared it. So as soon as they shared it and liked it and posted it on their story or whatever, that's when the followers started flooding in. And that's when I realized I was like, holy crap, okay, this cutting out the head thing of the athletes and posting it on these funny videos really works. So then I made one of Tia and Shane, uh, the snowball fight scene from Dumb and Dumber, just did that one. And then both of them shared it. And it would just, that's when it really took off uh, when, those all them shared it so i remember we were out at a bar we were out at a bar drinking and i remember i had posted the meme and about two hours later i see that pat Vellner has shared your meme and i'm losing my mind and we're all high-fiving everyone at the bar and you know taking drinks and yeah it was a cool moment yeah i I had shane on and you kind of like tia shared the episode like i wasn't expecting her to i suppose and there is a scary moment where like your phone kind of just starts like ticking over like stuff happens really quickly and yeah. you're like jesus like what do i do now and then i felt with that uh for a while i felt this kind of pressure of like fuck my next guest better be big if like, yeah if yeah all these people are coming to see who's next or whatever and if it's a letdown like they're all gonna leave again now thankfully i kind of stopped giving a shit about that kind of stuff like about exactly. 10 minutes after i had that thought i was like you know that's not why i'm doing it so mm-hmm. fuck them um, yeah. And, but, uh, and I feel that exact same way that you feel about, cause I, I used to have that huge pressure on my shoulders about, Oh, and the next meme has to be better than the one I just posted. Yeah. Everyone has to be better. And, and, or it's all about making myself laugh for, first and foremost, I gotta be, it's gotta be funny to me. Right. And if I think it's funny, screw it, post it. Maybe people will think it's funny. Maybe they won't, but it's, it's cool. It's, it's easier that way. And I like it. So early on then, were you at more, uh, do you spend more time like agonizing over like, how many people have seen this one compared to the last one? How many people yeah. have liked it? How many, like, so was there, did something happen that made you stop doing that? Or was it just, could you see the kind of slippery slope you were headed down kind of? Yeah, I kind of could see that slope where I was going, this isn't, this isn't becoming fun. You know, after about a year in, I would just, I just was, was like, I have to post every day. I have to post at least twice every day. And it has to, I need to hit these metrics and these numbers to make, make sure that I'm growing the page. And I thought, wait a minute. 
the whole reason you started this page was just to have some fun with your friends and to create you. I wanted to see if I could create memes. I didn't know. I was like, but I think I'm kind of funny. I watch a lot of like South Park and Family Guy and Futurama and Bob's Burgers, all those shows that I love. I was like, I'll just take that humor and dump it into memes. And um, so, yeah, I, 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 that's when it changed. And I told I told my wife, I was like, listen, we're just doing this to have fun, whether people follow us or not. Cool. Hopefully they will. But uh, it's let's just let's just have a good time with it and see where it goes. <laughs> yeah, it's like so th- I suppose there's a, there's a there's a formula that works. Like if you look at your page, there's a formula that works really well. And then you've also like you mentioned there, like, say, the Valner and you did one with Castro and Velner and Fukowski and you did, yeah, think, yeah. you've done a couple with T and Shane, I think. And it, yeah. like, they're obviously like incredibly popular, but then it's like, if you do too much of that, people are going to be like, oh, this is a one trick pony. Like, forget it. Um, so then I suppose there's a, there's a line you have to tread of, it has to be, I guess, new. It has to mm-hmm. be funny. It has to be different enough to be fresh, but familiar enough to be recognizable as yours and to be like, I suppose, relatable. You don't want some like obscure joke that like you and three other people get and everyone else like, yeah. what the fuck is this about? Um, so it, does that come a pressure then to say, even now, I know you're moving away from the, the kind of numbers game of it, I suppose, but like, say tomorrow morning, if you're like, okay, I'm going to put up a post and then be like, oh shit, like, what am I going to put up a post about? And then thinking of something like there's only so much stuff in the universe yeah and there's less stuff in the crossfit universe so if you start thinking like oh do you know what would be really funny is a post about thrusters and then you're like wait a minute i've done like 10 of those and you scroll back yeah. like, fuck that's the joke i was gonna make so like is it hard to find something that's new and different but familiar and not just the same stuff regurgitated i guess for sure for sure it's it's it is, it's always tough to come up with something that Number one, maybe you haven't thought of or someone else hasn't thought of. And, and, I'll, and I'll run into that a lot where I'm thinking I have this great idea and I'll be scrolling through Instagram and see that one of the other meme pages has already done something very similar. And I'm like, well, crap, I don't want, number one, to be copying them. And I don't want them to get mad at me. They're like, hey, you stole, my, you stole my great idea to try to run it for your own. I'm like, no, I, I don't want to do that. So yeah, and there, there are a lot of nights where like I'm sitting in bed trying to come up with memes and I'll just... I can't come up with anything and it'll be midnight. It'll be 1 a.m. I'm like, screw it. I'm going to bed. Nothing's happening. I've been scrolling the damn internet for, <laughs> you know, two hours and I found nothing and, and nothing's coming to my head. But then there'll be other days where I'll come up with five, just one, two, three, four, five in an hour. I'm like, and they're, they're all new, fresh. I'm like, what the hell? Um, so yeah, it's, but like I said, I, I, there'll be days where I won't post at all and I'm totally okay with that. Uh, that's, that's just, but I, I want to keep posting cause I want to keep people engaged and, and that's, you know, they follow the page for a reason and I, I want them to be engaged, but I don't want to stress about, oh shit, if I don't post today, everyone's leaving, like they're, they're yeah. all gone. And is it hard? Obviously like the, there's, uh, maybe easy, easy posts to be made by like poking fun at specific people or like, you know, oh. I, you know, like that you could, uh, like have a papa, an athlete or whatever, or like have a go at Castro or have like, mm-hmm. you know, like poke fun at a specific person. So, but obviously again, there's another fine line there of like, you know, I guess you don't want to get garner a reputation as, well, he just takes the piss out of people. Yeah. And, you know, you want to be, I guess like sat, there's a difference between satire and the, uh, you know, well, abuse is probably a harsh word, but like, you know, like pick, like picking on people, I guess. Yeah. 
Yeah, and, and, and you're exactly right. And that's why, I, uh, like, I remember when I started the page, one of the things I, I didn't want to do was I didn't want to focus on negatives. I didn't yeah. want to attack people. Um, now, there are exceptions to that rule. Like when Jillian Michaels starts talking shit, I, I, we all as a, as, a, as a community agree that we just have to we just have to go in it's on that. Game. But yeah. But um, but yeah, no, I, so that, that was one thing, because I noticed some of the other meme pages, they are they do take, you know, more of that line approach and that's fine and, and it works for them. It's just like different comedians take different approaches yeah. to jokes where they can get away with certain things. Well, I try, I, one thing I told Jerica about our pages is, is I, I just, I don't want to be that, that negative page where we're constantly berating an athlete, you know, if they, if they do something wrong or um, especially Dave Castro, I, to be honest, actually, I, we love, we love Dave Castro. We think he's, he's got actually a pretty good sense of humor when it comes to our page, because we've made memes about him and stuff and he's always shared them. Um, but yeah, just, just things like that. We, we try to stay away from the negative and only do funny stuff for the positive. And there, there's been times where we definitely could have gone. Um, I've had ideas, but I'm like, that doesn't fit. Like, I, I don't think that's what people want to see, at least on our page. They can go to another page and see that. Yeah. Um, you mentioned other pages, like, so we've, you know, I suppose like Fluffy Duck and Make What's Great Again from Josh and John are probably two, two of the other biggest around yeah. i guess there are others like as well but is there like is there competition there is there like a like say if you see josh post something that you maybe had an idea in the back of your head about are you like oh, fuck that guy and taking that or, <laughs> or is it more like you know there's plenty of room and as you say there's kind of enough differences between them that it they can all yeah. like survive together i guess no yeah they, they, there's there's definitely that that moment when i'll see someone post something funny and i'm like damn it that son of a bitch, like that's funny. And I should have come up with that first, but I didn't. And, and, but at the same time, you're like, that's, I, I like it. That's why I follow all the, the other meme pages that I can is because I enjoy what they're doing. Um, you know, meme for time and meme wad and, and uh, I, I, there used to be another one constantly varied fitness, but he, he kind of uh, stopped for a little bit, but yeah, I mean, they, they're, I like what they're doing and it's, and it, for me, it's good too. Cause I like to see what they're doing and say, Oh, okay. They're doing this joke. Um, number one, I, I don't want to copy them. I want to do my own thing, but also maybe that joke lands really, really well. And I'm like, Oh, okay. That's, it's almost like market research in a way. Cause I'm going shit. That's a freaking great post. Um, maybe in the future I can look to do something kind of like that, but in my own style. Yeah, uh, maybe I can do the same thing in six months when everyone forgets about that one. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, and, and the thing is, and the thing is, like I've met a lot of these guys too, and and they're they're all awesome. Like they're just they understand that they are meme pages as well, right? Yeah. I think that's I think that's what it, we get a little bit bogged down, and it, it, people are like, oh yeah, you, you're it's it's your job. You got to go real hard. I'm like, no, dude. I make I make I make memes. I yeah. like honestly. I just want to make people laugh. And if, if that's, that's happening, then I'm going to keep doing it. Do you get much shit on your page? Like do you get much net? Cause I know John gets a good bit of negativity um, from time to time. Do you get similar or do you think that it's because you don't take on uh, like specific people that you kind of mm. get to avoid that because their fans don't get their backup or whatever? Yeah, I get, I get far less than I think all the other pages um, because I don't, I don't really, um, 
you know, a, don't don't take on nearly as much of maybe like maybe what would be considered an activist role or taking positions on things. Um, one thing that me and Jerrica, we were talking about this page and we just said, hey, well, you know, people come to meme pages, at least our page, just to maybe it's like an escape. Right. Yeah. It's 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 not they don't need the politics and and whatever's happening in the world, the economic issues. <laughs> so we specifically wanted to kind of stay away from that and just say, hey, we're just going to make memes, keep the stress level low. Um, cause I remember when all that, that shit happened with, like you said, with Greg Glassman, I mean, that was, that was tough sledding even for, for meme pages. Cause we were just like, shit, okay. We, we got to say something. Obviously people were commenting and saying, Hey, what, what are you going to, you're going to talk about this? And it's like, man, all right. Well, but for the most part, yeah, ours gets a lot less of that. Those like e- evil comments. And, and there's a lot less, um, Cause I know John, man, John sometimes gets the worst of it. People. Yeah, he's, sometimes he shares his stuff they, and it's like, how yeah. do people get so pissed off over they, someone saying trusters are shit? Like, yeah, they come at him. They come at him harder than anyone I've seen. Um, at sometimes least the- though, I think people like I can see, uh, I can see why, like say if I got, uh, I've been very lucky. I have a, I, I think I've only had one, instance ever where someone clearly created a fake account to have a go at me over something and it only mm-hmm. happened once um but i guess i have a smaller pool <laughs> to, yeah. to be picking on me from but like uh i can see how uh the, i can see the logic of screen grabbing and sharing like a troll doing something but then i think it's actually to his own detriment because then people would be like, whoa, if I say something really fucking bad to him, he might screenshot my thing and share it. And like, you know, I think there are people out there, especially on Instagram, who are like, like any publicity is good publicity. If I just yeah. say anything and I get it shared, like, yeah, and all my friends and, or, what, you know. Yeah, no, and you're you're right. And that's that's one of the reasons why one of my rules early on was I don't reply to negative comments. Yeah. Um, a lot of times I, I'll, I won't even delete them. I'll just, I mean, as long as they're not, inflammatory or putting someone down or something like that if they're just like crossfit is shit crossfit's the stupidest i'll just leave it up there because someone else is going to take on the fight well yeah and it's in in, at the end of the day it's it's not going to ruin my day if you're talking crap on cross something that i like whatever you know i'm i'm going to keep living my life and doing what i'm doing i'm having a great time and and i think if hopefully more people can get that approach because it's it's just yeah it's, it's when someone says something negative it's like oh we need to immediately bam, let's all argue and fight. And I'm like, man, it's, this is going nowhere fast, y'all. Yeah. <laughs> um, why chalk llamas? Yeah, so that's, that, that, that is a question we get a lot. And to be honest with you, I, uh, when I was starting the page, I was trying to think of a name. And so I said, well, I, I want something with an animal and something that has to deal with, uh, you know, CrossFit. So I took a piece of paper and I wrote animals that people like on one side and, you know, crossfit things on the other side and i started drawing lines and you know i had i had like you know thruster dogs and you know just just anything you could think of and finally i just drew a line from chalk to 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 llamas and i'm like that sounds that sounds stupid and weird enough just to maybe work you know (laughs) uh, there's um there's a song uh called 
I assume you know this because it came up when I googled like chalk llamas. There's a song called "High on Chalk" by the High Llamas. <laughs> I haven't. I have not. But now I'm definitely going to check it out. And the, the there's like a, a you know a vinyl cover like logo like picture with it like an icon or whatever. And f- I have never seen two more jarring like the when you look at the record label or the cover you're like okay i have an idea in my head what this is going to sound like and then you yeah. hit play and you're like this is not what i thought was going to happen here it's yeah. very like um i feel like they were on drugs like what they call the high llamas and it's called high on chalk so i mean it's probably not chalk that they're talking about yeah um, so yeah so but it's very like they were clearly on drugs and listening to the Beatles at the same time, but like uh, the Beatles album where they were on drugs. So yeah. it's like drugs on drugs about drugs. And it's very like high. <laughs> and very meta. They're like, yeah, it's so meta right now. Did- but it is, it's the album cover is like, oh, this is going to be, it's clearly going to be like funk from like the early seventies. It's just going to be a lot of like saxophone and this, and then you click play and you're like, oh no, it's a rip off of the Beatles on drugs. <laughs> That's great. That's yeah. No, I mean, that's, that's funny. Cause I had never heard of that. And I, when, when I came up with the name, I, I spent so much time, you know, Googling and finding out, cause we got the name Chalk Llamas trademarked. Um, oh, yeah. Took a, took a long time, but we finally did. And so it's like, uh, that was part of, you know, when we got started getting bigger, I was like, well, I probably should get this trademark because people are were already buying up, you know, the domain names and things like that. So yeah. Had to do it. How did you, what did you trademark it as? Like a company name? Oh, uh, or... yeah. I think just like a, I think, I don't know. I had an attorney friend and I think she did it as a, like a digital, like a content creator, digital producer, okay. digital creator. I think digital creation was something like that. Yeah, um, okay. And yeah, it took a long time because first they denied it and we're like, what? Well, why? <laughs> so and then they, I think it, it just finally went through like four or five months ago. Yeah, that's weird. Um, what's the process then for creating uh, something for the page? Like, is it so? Does like say does something happen and then you trawl through uh, visuals or like videos or pictures or stuff for you, or is the opposite where you see something that would work well and then try and think of a tagline or a caption for it? Yeah, it's probably the probably the latter, more more or less. Like uh. Uh, I'll scroll through uh, like Imgur or, you know, looking at who knows Reddit, things like that, where there's just funny videos. And I like to take, I like to take videos that are completely unrelated to CrossFit and then find a way, how is that related to CrossFit? So like the other day I posted one where a woman goes down a slide and then like a couple seconds later, her dog goes down the slide and it's all falling all over the place. And I was, and I saw that video and I'm like, okay, I think there's something here, maybe with a partner workout. I don't know, but I'll save it. And then later I'll just, I'll watch it over and over again until maybe something pops into my head. Um, So I think most of it, but there are occasions where I'm at the gym and one of my friends will say something. They'll say something out of the blue, like this effing workout blank and this and this. And I'm like, oh, okay, hold on. That's good. And then I'll just get on my phone and put that in my phone, like what they said. And then, then say, I'll find a, I'll find something later to go with that. Yeah. Um, Cause like, you can always, you can always fall back on certain uh, uh, pictures and things like the office with yeah, uh, yeah. Steve, Steve Carell. I mean, anytime, like I, maybe I have a, a quote or an idea, I can probably find a picture of Steve Carell <laughs> from the office and it'll work. 
you know, it's just, it's perfect. So, yeah. Um, is there like, so do you deliberately, uh, veer away from using say CrossFit content to make memes about CrossFit? You know what I mean? Cause you use yeah. like, say, pop culture references like 999,000 times rather than using like a picture of two athletes or a picture of, you know, uh, or a clip of an athlete doing something. Is that a deliberate thing then? For, I, I think most of the time. Yeah. If the clip is really good or it's something that I realize that I can utilize. Um, but, but I feel like I don't just want to constantly snag a picture of an athlete and then, tr- and then say, you know, maybe, maybe it's an athlete looking tired on the floor and saying, Oh, when you get done with the warm up, and I'm already this tired because to me, that's, I mean, you're just taking a CrossFit picture and saying something with CrossFit. And I think it's funnier for me to just take something completely out of the blue. And again, that's, that's my humor, like fluffy duck and, and, and make what's great again, they have their own thing that they do. And so for me personally, I just like taking those random videos Hmm. that, you know, I think are funny when they stand on their own, like the video, if you saw it with no caption, you'd say, that's funny, but you know, or that there's something to that. And then saying, okay, how can I relate this completely unrelated thing to fitness, to CrossFit, to lifting? Um, that to me is, and also I get to, I feel like I get to express the creativity a little bit more when I do that versus mm. just taking, now that's not to say that like, you know, Dave Castro, his, you know, I don't know if you've seen, ever seen his deadlift video that everyone, you know, has, has kind of have ripped on. But like, th- th- there's something to that. Like, I'm not saying that that's that's not memeable because it is. Yeah. Um, I just, it, especially with the CrossFit Games, uh, and and one thing that I try to stay away from doing a lot is tagging athletes all the time. Don't get me wrong; I'm sure some of them love it, um, but there's just there's such an overload of tagging the athletes, tagging the athletes, and now that we have some athletes that follow us, I'm like, I'm not trying to overload them with. Hey, you got tagged. You got tagged. You got tagged. Like, mm. which I know some some pages do more than others. I just that's just not as much our thing. Um, but if I have something really good, I definitely will. It's been especially someone like Tia and Shane who have been some of the biggest supporters of our page since the beginning. Yeah. Um, if I keep think of something funny, I'll definitely tag them. Do you get sent um, like, hey, you should make me out of this? Do you get that? Yeah. Out? Yeah, we we get that some, not not a ton. We have we have like I'd say we have a core group of people that definitely send us the most things, and a lot of the times, yeah, I'll, I'll try to use it if I can. A lot of times, I I honestly forget. Like I'll I'll click the video, I'll be like, oh yeah, that's really funny. Maybe I can use that later, and then I'll just forget because I'm doing other things, I'm working. Um, but yeah, we don't get sent nearly as much as some of the other pages, and we. I noticed like a lot of pages get sent fail videos all the time of yeah. people, you know, like doing a snatch and it throwing them over or whatever. It's like, man, we, we don't really ever get sent those, but I, I think it's because we don't really post that type of stuff. Yeah. I know? think they kind of, it's more of a call to action that like, you know, send yeah. us your video. And then it's like commonly understood that if you send it to them, it'll probably get shared or whatever. Exactly. Uh, most recently then like, so uh, I suppose maybe about two, three months ago, I noticed that the CrossFit Games page had shared your memes, and I was like, "That's weird. Like, that's a that's a step outside the norm for them." Um, and then it's it. 
I re- quickly realized that like, oh shit, he's actually working with the cross. It wasn't just like a coincidence or whatever. Um, how did that partnership uh, blossom? <laughs> yeah, so yeah, man, I, I wish I could remember the exact point when it started, but I, I remember I was making memes and, and I would tag them in things that I thought were funny um, that I would make. And I remember they shared one of them. And so I messaged them, hey, thanks for sharing. You know, really appreciate it. This is awesome. And they messaged me like, yeah, no, this is great. And I said, hey, you know, if you ever uh, want me to make more memes for you, you let me know. And, you know, they were like, you know, they just hit the like button, whatever. Yeah, they're like, yeah, and, fuck off, man. Yeah. <laughs> so I made some more. And, and then another time they shared it. And I just and I would just keep kind of messaging them on Instagram like, hey, would love to make some memes for you. And then one day out of the blue, I get a message from them saying, hey, uh, we, we, we'd like you to make some stuff for us. And, uh, they were like, what would it, what would it cost? And I was like, cost, shoot, I'll do that for free. Come on. <laughs> and, uh, so yeah, I just started making stuff for them constantly, no matter like every, you know, they'd say, Hey, we, we, we'd like three different ideas and I'd send them six or eight, you know? Um, yeah. And it just sort of snowballed like that, just me constantly. And then one day they, uh, you know, I was like, Hey, by the way, I can do more than just memes. You know, I, I can, I can video edit it. I can do Photoshop, uh, lots of different things. And so, yeah, then they were like, all right, well, let's bring you on as like a contractor to work. Like you can do other stuff. You'll edit podcasts for us. You'll, you know, make Photoshop designs for our Facebook pages, things like that, but you'll also make memes and they'll be for us. And I'm like, yeah, yeah, let's, let's do it. That sounds hundred percent up my alley. And how long have you been doing that for then? Um, since, let's see, it started before the open. So, um, yeah, well, I think, I think pretty much, yeah, about the open is when they, yeah. So, so before the open, I remember them coming to me because, uh, uh, so John, uh, there's, there's a couple new people, well, not new, they've been doing it for a long time, but I feel like the, the structure of their social channels has really changed since, Everything happened with Glassman leaving. They're trying to build everything back up to how it used to be when it was. And a lot of the, one of the things that I mentioned to them, I said, hey, a lot of the humor and the fun has been stripped out of CrossFit, which used to be like, that's the whole point. It's just, it's fun community-based fitness where everyone's having a good time and everyone's getting fitter. And they agreed. And they were, and I said, hey, let me make memes for you about the CrossFit Open because we all suffer. No one, no one, you know, no one goes into the CrossFit Open being like, man, I'm not going to be sore after this. Yeah. Um, so I, and I, I did a couple things for him. I made a, I made a nineties video where like me and my friends were like, if the CrossFit open was set in the nineties and we, it was like a sitcom where we were all like turned around and we would turn to the, you know, the screen. Yeah, and yeah. so we did that and it was, it was really fun. Yeah. And it just sort of snowballed from there. And like, is it, does that come with added pressure then where like, so obviously you need to keep doing your own stuff. Um, regardless of how much pressure you're putting on yourself i suppose if there's a third party involved or if there's someone that like it's being passed across five desks and like you know it just takes one person to be like no that's shit and like you know does that come with extra pressure where you're kind of pleasing an external source then as well i guess but like the, one of the cool things about the crossfit games and their, their social setup is is it's really just i'm, I'm sending it to one guy mm. it's it's a it's a it's a man and a woman that are in charge and of, of these social channels. And if they think it's good, they're like, yeah, I mean, 
this is funny. Let's just post it on there. Um, which I think has happened with, with a lot of them. And that's what I really enjoy about it because for me, there's not a ton of pressure where it's like, it is going through all those different levels. And although don't get me wrong, there is pressure because I want it to be funny. And sometimes I'll think it's funny and, and they're like, Oh yeah, no, this is, this is pretty good. I'm like, crap, crap. I thought that was, I thought that was amazing. Good effort champ. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. But you know, they're, they they have so much content that they put out and that they need to put out that not they can't put everything that I create out there, especially during the CrossFit Games. Um, so every now and, you know, I was working mostly cutting highlights and things like that during the CrossFit Games, but occasionally I would toss a meme in there and it's like, yeah, they're like, hey, this is hilarious. We just have 40 other posts that we have to post today. So it's hard was- to you know, what was your turnover uh, time for editing the highlight stuff for them? Uh, well, mo- most of the stuff I did was uh, immediately on the spot. So like when the live feed would come in, they would want me to, to clip it, cut it and get it ready for posting on Facebook and Instagram yeah. um, or, or YouTube. So, you know, let's say during the snatch event, when Annie Thor's daughter hit that 200 pound snatch and her shock and her look, they're like, Hey, we want this whole thing. We want it clipped down to her, just her reaction. We want it clipped down for the, you know, the entire snatch event so that that way we can post all of it. And um, then we can make highlights out of it, things like that. So that was sort of what I was doing most of the time. Um, And then creating melts, which melts are like end of the day, here's seven or eight really awesome shots that we can send to the news stations, ESPN, like when uh, Tia walked out on the field for the Milwaukee Brewers game to throw out the first pitch on the big screen was the melt that I had made for her and her winning the championship. Okay. So I actually created cut edited that. And then they just went ahead and they used it. So it's pretty cool stuff. That must be really cool, like to watch, because yeah. I, I assume you didn't know that's what like that, that it would be used for that. But then you obviously saw on her page, her walking out and you're like, oh, this yeah. is cool. She's wait a minute. That's yeah, well, no, the, the people that I work with, my bosses, they they sent it to me and they said, hey, by the way, this is this is uh, your melt. And I could see it in the background. I'm like, oh, that's awesome. You know, that's really cool. So but the thing is, I guess it, it is cool. But in a way, I've done a lot of that in the past where I yeah. made stuff for ESPN. Like I made a top 10 college basketball plays of the year one year for ESPN. And it aired all over ESPN, U, all over like the SEC network and things. So I've seen my work go out before. And it's, it, but don't get me wrong. It's always awesome. It's just like, that's, that's cool. There it is. And um, yeah, it feels good to know that it's, it's actually getting out there rather than just, Oh, good job. And then it just sits in a, a hard drive somewhere. It <laughs> yeah, doesn't ever good. go. Um, something I, I'm going to make it my business to, uh, so I like kind of interviewing media people interspersed with the athletes and stuff. Cause I just think that there's a lot of stuff that goes on that maybe people don't realize goes on, including myself, I think. Um, so I'm making it my business anytime I interview anyone who works in any capacity with uh, the CrossFit Media crew um, to say that something needs to be done <laughs> where, you know, um, like when it's like on YouTube, if you're watching it on YouTube and it's like the event will start in like 20 minutes and you're waiting for the YouTube like channel to start. And then it starts and Sean Mullen will come on and he'll say, welcome, blah, blah, blah. And then 
he'll say like we'll be back with event number three right after this and then there's just like six minutes of like nothing of just like a screen or the fucking crowd walking outside the <laughs> arena like that's where i want to see those melts that you make or that yeah. are, you know like that's what that's where i want to see like like it can't be i know it's like you know funds are tight and stuff and there's only so many people working there but like uh, uh, on day two why not show me highlights of like three events from day one during that time? Because uh, you know, like, okay, well, the event starts at, they're really specific. So like the event starts oh. at 44 minutes past 10. There are live broadcast starts at like, you know, 34 minutes. So that means we've got seven minutes after Sean stops talking. We've got seven yeah. minutes to fill. Why don't we make a seven minute clip? So run that up the ladder. Whoever, okay. <laughs> whoever needs no, to I mean, hear that. They- that that i mean no that makes that makes a lot of sense i i totally get it i it's funny you mentioned that because like i because i guess i was in the room and we're we're all moving around constantly we don't really realize how many minutes of just crowd walking there is you know i didn't really notice because i'm constantly my head's in the computer (laughs) and then when the event starts i'm up and i'm watching um no yeah that's 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 a good point and that's i think that's not even I don't feel like that'd be that hard either. No, when you just you can you can take credit for that idea if you want. Okay. No, no yeah, I'm to- totally am. I'm just gonna, just gonna be like, <laughs> I already have. I get yeah, I mean I'm, already, I'm emailing under the desk. I'm emailing my boss saying I just get, had a great a, idea. Just give me a give me a raise and uh look at all these great ideas I'm coming up yeah. with. Because I thought of that during um I think it was like during West Coast Classic or Granite Games, mm. where I was like, fuck me, there's a lot of dead time here of like nothing happening. And then I was like, during the games, I was like, what a fantastic time to highlight the adaptive athletes and the age group athletes by having their their highlights on day one during day one and during like you know day three i guess like the the friday because thursday is off having those highlights then because that's when the most people are watching during those moments and the most people are just sitting at like watching a thousand people walk and listening to the three different types of music which I really appreciated this year was they brought out this kind of samba music, which I really vibed with. I thought that was great because okay. um, it was always the same kind of uh, dad rock music. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then this year there was like a samba thing, and I was like, "Oh, this is fresh. I like this. <laughs> changing shit up." Yeah, expanding their music choices. Yeah. Um, is there a feeling of? Uh, is there ever a feeling of too many cooks when you're, say, when you're when you're working with? even not just CrossFit, but any company, um, because obviously like you've got a marketing background as well. And then if you're working as a reporter, you're probably like uh, reporting to someone else. Sounds stupid because you're a reporter, but you know, you're answering to someone else. Um, Where like, say when I'm doing this, it's literally just me. Like there's no one else involved. I don't need Mm. to get okayed by anyone. I don't need to get feedback from anyone. Like, um, you know, I get feedback from listeners, I guess, but you know, I don't need you know, I'm not trying to please anyone. I don't have to answer to anyone. Whereas if yeah. you're ostensibly working for yourself, but contracting to someone else, then your work is constantly getting appraised. And there's a pressure of like, well, I want this contract next year as well. So I need to do what they want me to do. Does that like, is it a different kind of pressure doing that than it is just being like, okay, this is for me. And even if I'm slightly concerned about the metrics, it's still just for me. Oh, for sure. For sure. And, 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 and there's a lot of different layers to that too. Like there's the sensitivity layer, there's the, will it offend anyone layer, you know, that type of thing where something that I might think is funny and completely inoffensive. Um, you know, I might make a meme for the CrossFit games and they're saying, Hey, you know, this could be taken in the wrong light. Maybe we should look at this and 
and, and see if it run it through some other people, see what they think. And I, and, yeah. but a lot of times that's good because I looked at that and was like, yeah, no, that's, that's perfectly fine. And then someone else said, Hey, that I'm seeing this in a little bit different light than you are, which yeah, that does add some pressure because if it's just for me and I think it's funny and I run it by Jerica or a couple of my friends and they're like, Oh yeah, that's funny. That's good. Then it, then I post it. Yeah. Um, so is, is there other legal stuff there? Like say if you're using a clip from the office, do you have to like get clearance to use that? Or does it matter when it's like on Instagram? Does it just not matter? Yeah. I know some people's videos get pulled because they have like a song in it that shouldn't be in it and stuff. Yeah. So it's, there's so much gray area when it comes to utilizing clips and things like this. Cause you know, everyone, one of the things that they always say is that all oh, this falls under fair use, fair use policy. I'm, I'm, I'm making a meme. It's satirical. This falls under fair use. Um, just kind of how like South Park can parody actors and they can say, hey, this is, you know, Tom I mean, Cruise. If they can and, call it, if they can yeah, call it fair use. They're like, hey, this is Tom Cruise and we're using him in our show and we can say, make him say almost whatever we want. And so th- there is some of that. You do have to be careful. I know that a lot of times, like if it's under 15 seconds, a clip is usually no problem. Same with, same with music, if it's mm-hmm. under 10, 15 seconds. But as soon as you start getting longer, they'll, they'll pull it. Um, but yeah, I mean, cause I've had some that have gotten pulled, you know, some that said, Oh, you're using this clip from this movie and, and they have a copyright issue. But the, the one thing that I try to do, especially if it's someone's clips, like someone that I find online on Imgur, I try to give them a- attribution. Like I, I want to attribute whoever's video it is. I want to let them know that, you know, I want to put it their watermark on it and yeah. put it in the caption. I'm not trying to use their stuff without giving, you know, but yeah. And I've had people message me and say, Hey, you know, that's my video. I would prefer you not use it. I'm like, cool. I pull it, pull it down immediately. Um, so I think for me, that's real easy, but for CrossFit, you know, they have to be even extra yeah. cautious to make sure that, yeah. that these things are, are okay to use. And like I said, there's just so much gray area, man. I, I don't even know. I don't even know what's allowed anymore. I just, do it and hope everything works out ask for forgiveness not permission yeah that's right the, although i guess yeah like you say crossfit have to like ask for permission twice and then probably ask yeah. for forgiveness afterwards as well yeah but, well, and, and because you know they they have you know it's, it's an organization and they have money so people yeah. see that and they're like well screw it i'm coming after them like i i'll get something from them um whereas me I, I could send you a couple stickers you know i've got i've got some chalk llama stickers and uh a crisp high five but that's about all i'm worth <laughs> worth right now um what next then what's is is there have you got like a a plan in your head of where you want to go what you want to do or is it like just i guess like keep trucking yeah yeah no i mean for for, so for the for for chalk llamas you know just keep making the memes having fun with it um i don't know if there's anyone out there that's really good into making socks but i have always wanted to start making custom socks I have no idea why I just, I don't own a, a regular pair of socks. All of my socks are weird and have crazy stuff on them or like stepbrothers and whatever, Caddyshack. So maybe, maybe diving into that. I don't know. Um, but for the job portion, I mean, hopefully get to work for CrossFit games full time. Um, that would be sort of the dream for me just because it, it's, it's weird. I, I, I asked some of my friends this and, and I, I said, when's the last time you can, you can legitimately say, that you worked a job that you actually liked, yeah. that you like 100% liked, 
We're excited to go to work on Monday. And every single one I asked, we're like, well, I, I can't tell you a time. They're like, I mean, I do my job. It's fine. It's okay. But they don't love it. They don't, they don't want to go in. Whereas with CrossFit, I mean, I'm stoked with everything I do because I legitimately believe in the fitness methodology behind CrossFit. I like the community. I love going to my gym and hanging out with my friends. And then my, the people that I work with at the CrossFit games are awesome mm-hmm. there. And so it was weird. So that that's, it's for the first time in my life, I'm just turned 35 years old, master's athlete. And, uh, but I'm like, yeah, I, this, this is something that I could see myself doing that I would enjoy, uh, yeah. for the first time. And so that's what I'm hoping happens, but you got to make it happen. You can't just hope you gotta, you gotta, I gotta make it happen. Yeah, that's cool. I like that. Um, okay, well, look, we'll finish with a quick fire. Okay. Um, so they're all either or. Well, no, some of them are. Some are, I don't know why I said that. They're not. Um, <laughs> thrusters or burpees? Burpees. Uh, ski or row? Ooh, I'll go with row. With row. Uh, dumbbell or barbell? Man, oh, God. Uh, dumbbell. Dumbbell. Uh, squat or bench? Shit, those are like my two worst things. Uh, squat, I guess, but I got skinny chicken legs, so I don't know if that's gonna help me. But well, I mean, you need to squat, so then I need to squat more. Yeah, yeah, that's true. Um, snatch or clean? Clean. Um, okay, and then favorite meme you've made? Oh man, I, I that's, that's that's such a tough one. I'd say my my favorite one in terms of the amount of work that I put in. And what I felt like it. I don't know if you guys, if you ever saw it was a couple of years ago at the cross, it was I think before the 2019 CrossFit Games. But I did a big head meme where I cut out memes of like all the top 15 or 20 male athletes. And you know in the movie Anchorman where they have the fight scene? Oh yeah. They remember. all come together. Well, it's that. So it's yeah. like Matt Fraser, Patrick Vellner. Uh, Brent Fakowski and Lucas Hogberg are, are, you know, the four. And then the other four come in. It's like Noah Olson, Scott Panchek, Ben Smith. And then the other four come in and then the other four come in. And then at the very end, um, you know, it's the Spanish language news. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I put Josh Bridges as the, as the Spanish, as Ben Stiller from Spain. I don't know, man. That one just struck a chord with me. It was so weird. And it was a whole minute long. Like it was the yeah. entire say it took ages to make it as well. Oh, it took for, it took so long. Cause I had to move the heads, you know, frame yeah. by frame and the, it, it took so long, but um, man, it's, it's gotta be up there as one of my favorites for sure. Yeah, no, that's cool. And um, well, listen, it was great talking to you. Um, really nice getting to know you. And I'm, I'm hopeful for that you are able to make happen what you want to happen. Um, I think so the stuff that you're talking about that you've made for CrossFit, like, you know, memes aside, the, like the, the Tia melt, there's my new uh, word in my, in my lexicon. Um, yeah. but like, that was great. And like, I think, you know, if you can, if you can run my, my ID up the flagpole and take credit for it, you got every chance to get a new contract. Yeah. That's what I'm, I mean, I'm doing it. It's happening, you know, it's in, and, uh, uh, maybe, maybe, maybe we can get uh, maybe we can get Eric Rosa though on here, and, and and he can be your next guest. I'll just be like, all right, you get this idea, but only if the yeah. CEO talks talks to Coffee Pods and Wads. Yeah, yeah. Well, uh, yeah, we'll see. Uh, <laughs> yeah. <laughs>